My next guest is somebody who I actually admire and I look up to. And when we had the opportunity to grab him as we did, I jumped to it. Uh, he's on a, actually, he was actually on a tight schedule because he's moving to Houston and this was like, it, it's going to happen now or we, we, or we have to wait a few months if ever. So this next person is somebody who I actually looked up to and I consider him to be a genuine family friend. Like, um, I actually have a love for this man and he is somebody who I can actually confide in and look up to and just be in awe of his presence when he's around me. So I'm just like, tell me more about your life. Tell me more about your story. And when I got a chance to sit down with him today, that's what happened. And there's so much more in there that we could have gone into, but time was against us on this point. There will be a part two with him, but for now, we got to just take what we can get for this. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Bowden. It's Church Taylor Productions. My name is Dan Lewis. I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Julie Lewis, my wife. Hello. And today's very special guest is Adam Bowden. 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 <laughs> Hello. Hello. And this is a show where we talk about the who, what, where, when, how, and why you believe what you believe. Whatever that is, it's a beautiful thing. It's an open mic. There's no judgment. It's entirely what you say. How detailed you get is entirely up to you. And we're, we'll go as long as you can. So... Adam. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I'll get a little bit of history about Adam. I met Adam through my wife, Julie. And when I met Adam, when I went, when I met my wife, she says, I have a gay boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> <Dan>. <laughs> it's out now. I'm Dan. sorry. <laughs> well, we didn't know that at the time. We didn't know that but at the time. No. <laughs> but at, so, at, so I was like, okay, what is that? She just, I have a GBFF. No. Gay boyfriend right? forever. Yeah. Yes, yes, a yes. GDFF. Yes, yes. And I was like, what is that? I never heard of this before. What are you, what's wrong with you? And she says, no, it's my gay boyfriend. If he was straight, he'd be my boyfriend. And I was like, oh, okay. So, well, I don't know about that. Well, so I'm probably not really Adam's type, but. So when I'm, so then she introduced me to Adam and I was like, this is actually a really great guy. Yeah, like, he's awesome. There's nothing. There's no, there's genuinely a nice person. Like there's people out there that have a little thing about it, a chip on their shoulder. Like I, I got something on you. I'm gonna use right. it. But you're not that no. way. You've never been that way. Ever ever since I've known you, you've never been like grudgeful. No, you're, no, you're too like sweet. water under the bridge. It's fine, dude. Mm -hmm. We're good. Give it a hug. Let's have a beer. No judgment. And right. we and we met. I I was trying to remember the year we met Adam. I think it was oh six oh seven. No, because no? I moved back in two thousand seven. You oh and it was 2009 whenever we met oh my gosh it gym. was which okay it was you're right because right. I started playing softball with the co-ed team and that's why I started playing softball and I was like I gotta go to the gym to work out right because I can't run the bases neither could I, I my <laughs> fat butt cannot even get to first base without yeah. feeling like I was gonna pass out so we met at Lifetime Fitness yes yeah. we were put in a extra class with Melissa boot camp and I don't even remember what that but her class wasn't a boot camp no 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 no. it was it was an extra a level above because it was like personal it training but it wasn't personal training because it was a class because there was right. like five of us yeah there was five of us and we it was just, just like a little circuit course it was just kind of like a little extra yeah and it was an hour mm -hmm. and it was was it twice a week it was twice I a week I think it was like Tuesdays, Tuesdays Thursdays, Thursdays right so we met doing that, and all of us in that group became really close and good friends. Yes. 
And we then we started boot camp, and then we did boot camp, boot camp, and I felt like we did that forever. I think so. I mean, it felt, <laughs> it felt like, like forever, forever. <laughs> because that was Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays, Saturday mornings, right? Yes. Yeah. So then we ended up doing that, and then we, you know, Saturday mornings we would go out to breakfast after. Uh, we did a lot of Friday night happy mm-hmm. hours. So then we were hung over Saturday, <laughs> Saturday mornings morning. for boot camp. Uh, and so the Saturday morning workouts were usually pretty rough. rough. I mean, we looked... We, we looked, looked rough. And we the looked. workout was rough. <laughs> and it... And, By the end of and it, I think he did that on purpose, We still wanted right? to go and get yeah. another drink. <laughs> and then we still would go to Fuzzy's Tacos, yes. you know, for breakfast tacos mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, it was a lot of fun. I actually... I really, really missed those days. Yes. Um, and... Uh, yeah that was it was just a fun time time. it was the best time and we made some really great friendships most definitely um doing that relationships yeah yeah so um we just never really lost touch i know you moved you were in addison for a long time and then i had to move out to i moved to irving and then after that i moved to springtown to be with my dad right 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 which is so we're in Carrollton to put that in perspective. Is Springtown on the other side of Fort Worth? It is on the other side. It is. Northwest. Okay. So it's about 40 minutes from me, from here. Oh, from no, Carrollton. it's harder than that. 40 minutes? From Carrollton to yeah, Springtown? Yeah. No, it's about an hour and 15, yeah. hour and 20. Well, where were you guys when you headed here? Because you said it only took you like 40 minutes. Alliance. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you were coming from Springtown. Springtown no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, um, yeah. So, and then... You, when you moved to Springtown, because I don't really, did you have a church life or a spiritual, when we were going through boot camp, I mean, we didn't really talk, we didn't really talk about. We didn't get that deep. We, we didn't were get just, that uh, deep. No, yeah. no, no, not that deep. We I were mean, like we muscle deep. We were really deep. close. We were muscle deep. We were we like, were are close your, friends. Yeah, how big about, are your muscles well, we didn't today? Get into no. the po- <laughs> we didn't get into politics. No. We didn't get into religion. No. We didn't get into all of the no. kind of sensitive subjects that most people get into. No, 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 but, no, no, no. We just had fun. Yeah, we most just definitely. Had a good time. Um, so, a little bit of history about me. Uh, I was born back in the seventies. <laughs> I am only 70-ish. like maybe. Yeah, I like how you put it, seventy-ish. Uh, I'm only maybe three months or four months younger than Julie. But yeah, I'm March or July, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, Getting up there, Adam. <laughs> I have that loss of hair to prove it. So, I grew up right around in here. Uh, I was born in Cortez, Colorado, but my parents, uh, my dad was a preacher in the Church of Christ community. Oh, tr- okay. And so he what actually got... What denomination is Church of Christ? Yeah, what is that? Church of Christ. Uh, I, I don't know the denomination other than it's Church of Christ. I mean, that is okay. one of... It's a, a... People, they do not believe in the music. They don't believe in band. Uh, they okay. do sing out of the hymnals, but it's all acapella. It's just like using your voice. No instruments. And no praise and worship or anything like that. Okay, um, okay. They pray just like okay. You know, every every church does, but um, it's really it's strict. It's a Christian. It's They're very Christian, strict, right? Um, are they considered Christian? They are considered Christian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't involved, even though that I was young at the time. I wasn't necessarily involved in the Church of Christ. I just went because my dad and my mom and everything like that. It was okay. just like they took. Us. They told you to go. Yeah. Yeah. Same so, with me with Catholic Church. <laughs> you know, I never got involved in it too much like that. However, they gave him some orders and 
he did not accept those orders, and so they excommunicated him out of the Church of Christ. Okay. And we moved here to Texas, and that's where his family was. Okay. And let out at Lake Tawakini. Okay. And so okay. that's where we kind of like came from. We were just in Roanoke Keller. So how all old, of that how old were there. you at that time when you moved to Texas? I would have been maybe five, six oh, wow. at the time. Okay. And you were little. Uh, okay. Very little. Okay. So I, that I just have memories of going to the church and stuff okay. like that. Just not really anything deep. But okay. whenever we got here, life was so rough. It was totally different. Um, not going to get into it much because that's like a little personal topic or yeah, anything like fine. that. But I know that there's people out there that have gone through the same thing that I've gone through to where you're going to see not necessarily child abuse, right. but it was the parental, the parents oh, involved in that. Okay. And it was just like, a, so I got really a rough start in life. So gotcha. it was really uh, life altering for me. I did not know that there was faith or anything of that nature. Mm. And I really didn't know, it was really hard. And seeing all of my family that were around, they were all involved in drugs and alcohol and oh, everything. Wow. And uh, the the abuse was just not behind closed doors. It was in front of us. Okay. So we... Do you have a brother? I have an older sister that's five years older than me, and I have a brother that's a year older than I am. Okay. Okay. So, so you're the we baby. kind of like stuck together as a group. My okay. sister was literally a harbor for us. She tried mm. to keep most of that out of our eyes. Okay. And she tried to shield us as much as possible. She was a... Uh, Your protector? She was a protector. Okay. And I consider her very, very close, and we are very, very close to this day. Oh, that's awesome. Um, But after that, it was literally in my teenage years, after my real dad and my mom got a divorce, mm -hmm. and uh, my mom found a new husband... That's whenever I was introduced to church okay. for the first time. And okay. it was Assemblies of God, Pentecostal um, lifestyle. And like you were saying yeah. in your podcast, yeah. it was like one of those things that you're not used to. Oh, yeah. um, that's not something that is like all the time that is out there. Right. However, it's just whenever the Holy Spirit gets involved, like in Acts, whenever it says that the Holy Spirit came down and they filled people with the tongues. Right. It was just that kind of a, an emotion. Okay. It was just Pentecostal, Assemblies of God, they're all to that Holy Spirit. And gotcha. that's where I got my raising. So um, you're a teenager when that happened. Yes. Okay. I was so actually baptized. So was that baptized. shocking for you to see that when you first were exposed to it? Or was it just like... There were so many questions, though. Okay. it's like I didn't have anything and I wasn't used to it. Right, And, and right. then all of a sudden I got thrown into the Holy Rollers because that's what the <laughs> Assemblies of God and Pentecostal are called, Holy Rollers. Okay. And at that moment in time, I really had nothing to base anything off of. Okay. It was just my personal perception of it. I didn't get freaked out by it. right. Just because I, I think that I'm, if anybody sees me, I am a bumblebee. I just like to float around and I, I'm like this little social butterfly. Yes, you are. <laughs> and so I have that nature to where it's just like upbeat, happy, and it's yeah all the time. Yeah. So that's kind of like what I'm used to, but it's not something that I necessarily had at the very beginning right right only until i was involved in the youth group and we were traveling around and we were actually worshiping at different churches 
and they were inviting us to come to the churches in order to do the musicals yeah. and plays and just actually minister to the youth groups there to actually see that there's other kids that are involved, but involved more to do musicals and actually be out there and outreach and ministry and everything. Okay. That's where I got the touch of the Holy Spirit to be um, speaking in tongues, oh, wow. slain in the spirit, um, that kind That's of cool. stuff. And they and they are, were a musical, like music was big with that church oh most definitely i mean, I mean instruments i grew and, up okay. i grew up because we all we family. know i mean the listeners you may not know but adam's got a great voice so i might delve into do, it a little bit later but. i mean that that video that we saw not too many months ago right dan with him singing at the cowboy church uh, was awesome i was blown away i mean i i mean i've seen you right you, this is a, okay, you guys. This is a guy that can like. <laughs> he, I know, I know, but I got to do a little Adam background right, here. Right. Adam <laughs> can hear. I swear, to, I swear, he can hear a song one time and know every single lyric after listening to it once. And I'm talking yeah. about anything from hard Cardi hard B yeah. to, uh, to to Metallica. country to country music to, I mean everything. That is such a cool ability that you have and you have a great voice <laughs> to go along with your memorization ability <laughs> so um just listen you know we can uh dan can attach a little clip uh, in his no. in his church production <laughs> we have that video too we've got that I, it, no i can't oh i'm sure I'll, I'll, uh, we'll figure I it out break it out a little bit later we'll at the very end of the show we'll figure it out because it, out. it is really really I, good i need a computer not an ipad <laughs> Well, someday, honey. But I grew up in a musical family. My dad was uh, actually played in the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. And he was uh, background to uh, Willie Nelson. And there was other people that he's actually recorded with. And so it was, I grew up in that lifestyle. So so everything that was around was music. My grandparents were musically inclined. My dad can play any instrument that's out there just by ear. He's self taught and everything. But he's. Oh, wow. I mean, he. But he also graduated from the Oklahoma Christian University, too. And it was ministry, music, everything. Oh, so he's got theology. A, he's also got music. Uh, he graduated yeah. to music and everything. So that's where it's I get blood. my blood. It's <laughs> running deep. It's in your blood. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is a great singer. So, I mean, it's all oh, of us. Oh, yeah. We all have, we were touched by the music note. Oh, and for that's sure. where I kind of like got my touch to go into the Assemblies of God and Pentecostal because on the one hand it's uh-huh. Church of Christ just sitting there not doing anything and right. strict and right. you have to be in this box yeah. and that's it and I'm not saying anything about about Church of Christ so if there's any listeners and what's so what it's not about that I'm not putting that down or anything like that it's just it wasn't for me yeah. and, but we were also not involved that much it was a whole life span. When you were super big, little, huge when you time span there. that I was away. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I got baptized in the uh, Pentecostal church, and yeah, that's where it all started rolling for me. Okay. But I also had on the backside, like uh, Dan said, is just I was always kind of wondering. I was always skeptical because there was something that was gnawing on the backside of me, saying that because in church, you know, homosexuality. That's the big thing that it's fire and brimstone. One yeah. of one of the fire and brimstones. It's 
So I was always kind of like thrown off by it. No, that's not me. Even though that I was always attracted to guys. Yeah. And I knew that I was attracted to guys. However, I always fought that sense because everybody was fighting me. Right. So I always defending myself. And so if that's one thing that they were, people were seeing, and that's what people were actually fighting me against, I didn't want to be that way. Right. So it was tough actually growing up and actually finding a church that I could actually be myself. Right. To a point. Right. But it allowed me to be out there, outgoing and vocal and. Yeah. But actually being able to worship and being spiritual, that's where I got a touch. But then after that, I, I got married. Yeah. I went off into the Marine Corps. I have t- I had two beautiful kids. Right. Um, then after I got back, I was in a relationship with a guy. Right. I got a divorce while I was in the Marine Corps. And whenever I came home, that's whenever I was in a relationship with yeah. my first relationship with a guy. Yeah. And um, I had to get involved. I had to do some deep deep soul searching soul searching yeah because that was not something that i could possibly go yeah. back into church because they're going to condemn you more and they're gonna yeah you don't need to and be everybody here wants we don't have belong. space for you and everything. i mean yeah so we found the cathedral of hope which oh, is over in dallas okay and okay it's more towards the we love everybody doesn't I, matter what you are yeah, who I mean, you yeah, are exactly i mean it was just necessarily cathedral of hope is one of the largest in North America, it's one of the largest gay churches out there. Okay. However, they accept everybody. Straights were going there. At, at, there was a lot of straight couples that were going <laughs> okay. there. Um, and they were members. And they're still members there. So, I mean, it's just something that we could actually worship and be free. Yeah. That's the very first time that I could say, because of Dr. Joe Hudson, she was the, the reverend there. She actually taught me how to not necessarily... People are going to always have questions of saying you can't be a Christian and you can't be gay at the same time. It's just God or Jesus hates gays and everything like that. However, on the same instance, Jesus was the one that was having dinner with murderers and everything of that nature. So, you know, and it also says in the Bible that you come as you are. So that was my very first touch of actually coming as I was. And I didn't actually have to put on a front. I did not have to shield myself. I didn't have to be somebody else that I wasn't. I got to be who I was and worship. That was the very first time that I could worship freely. And it was so different than... What kind of emotion did you have? I was overwhelmed. I was so overwhelmed that I knew I was touched by the Holy Spirit. Anybody that's touched by the Holy Spirit and it doesn't, and it has nothing in regards to the denomination that you're in. Right. You can be touched in any denomination. You just have to have your heart open and your mind open to receive it. And so it was just, I was so overwhelmed that I started crying. And I was crying because I didn't know that it was right. Yeah. But if I felt love at the same time of hearing the voice saying, you are right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is nothing that is wrong with you. I don't judge you. And uh, Great so that's feeling. where... Great relief. And right? it was a weight that was lifted yeah. off of my shoulders yeah. that I could actually worship and be who I was. It was so different. Almost like being born again. Really and truly. Yeah. It yeah. really was. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Um, you know, I, I was jumping back and forth trying to... Because I was fighting it. And I was... Even though that I had that touch that one time... I still had everybody's mouth around me saying, it's not right. It's not right. So I was still fighting the secular world and I was still fighting 
inside kind of like my family. Um, however, at one point in time, I actually got to speak who I was to my family. Wow. And they got to hear from me, not necessarily their judgment, not necessarily their voice, not their opinion. They got to hear it from my from my mouth, yeah. from the horse's mouth. And it was just was that an eye-opening act- experience for them to right. understand from my where sense of where from. I was coming from. Was that after you found the Cathedral of Hope? Yes. That you got to talk to your family and yes. be like, hey, this is this is how it is. This is who I am. But it this was is- also because of my kids, too. Well, And right. how I was going to right. actually involve who I was in front of them. Right. How much. Right. And what are they supposed to see and everything. Yeah. Because uh, they were young. So I didn't want my lifestyle, which, yes, that's. Everybody calls it a lifestyle, but anyway, I did not want my life to be something that influenced them in a wrong way. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to make their perception of it in their perception. Yeah. And they actually, my oldest daughter, yeah. she came to me and said, you know, I really, it's like smoking. I don't <laughs> have to do it and I don't have to be around it, but I accept you because you're my father yeah. and I love you regardless. I was going to say. And that was from a 10-year-old. Which is incredible. And don't get yeah. me wrong. I understand that children are so smart. I mean, they start picking up whenever they're three. Oh, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, they're smarter than we know yeah. that or we give them credit for. But this is a 10-year-old that we've had conversations, but this was an adult conversation that was coming out of a 10-year-old's mouth. Yeah. And I was just flabbergasted. I was blown away. That's whenever my walls and my boundaries started dropping. Yeah. And they, f- from whenever it was a 10-year-old, my own flesh and blood that was actually telling me that she loved me regardless. Yeah. And that she accepts me for who I am. So right. from that point on, I actually got to be a little Adam. bit more Adam. <laughs> really and truly. Aww. How old were you during this time? Now you're putting me on the spot. Well, if she was 10. In a 30, I think. Okay. Yeah. 30. 30. Yeah. 29 or 30, something like that. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, it was just, it was after that, that's whenever we started getting involved a little bit more with Cathedral of Hope. We started doing some outreach with them and we started going through the, because they march in the pride parades as well. So we got to march with them. And so from then on, that's where we, I started exploring Dallas more and that's where we started coming to live time because we started getting a little flubby and everything and I was just like (laughs) you know I used to be able to run six miles and now I can't even run a mile this is not working for me (laughs) so that's where we started going to the gym and that's where I met you yeah and Dallas is such a I mean obviously I mean don't you think it's just more accepting yes I mean of just not, People, not just everywhere, city. trust me, not well, everywhere in not Dallas, everywhere, but however, but... they are a progressive city and it's yeah, progr- more accepted yeah. to where everybody, it doesn't matter what walk of life, right. everybody is accepted in Dallas. Right, right. Yeah. I just... So whenever I moved out to Springtown... Oh, gosh. Oh, Lord Jesus. And you're going backwards, right? Because they're backwards. It was... I mean, it's a country, towns. redneck... <laughs> <laughs> not as progressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a lot more stuff that I actually did not see until I got out to Springtown. Wow. And yeah, a lot more discrimination out there than it was yeah. in Dallas. But at the church that, I mean, so after my dad got excommunicated and literally he, my family was involved in the drugs and the alcohol and everything. Yeah. Um, 
it wasn't until he was 60 years old that he stopped drinking. Oh, wow. wow. And wow. that's whenever, and during this time frame, I didn't have a dad. Right. I backed off. Uh, he wasn't communicating to me. I wasn't communicating to him. And whenever he was communicating to me, it wasn't very well. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of dropped ties after my senior year. And after I got in the Marine Corps, I started dropping off yeah. my contact with my dad and everything. And it was just like one of those relationships that people always say that if it's something that is not doing you very well, or if there is mm-hmm. something that is very negative go- that's going yes. on, you have to cut the cord. You have to cut the cord. Yeah. And it's just that way. And yeah. And it was the roughest thing that I've ever had to do. And my dad actually, at the time, really didn't matter to him because there was something else that was involved. Right. You know? Right. Um, he was battling with his own issues. His own demons. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and it was dragging him down. And I always didn't want to be like my dad. I, that everybody, every son finds their dad to be their hero. Yeah. Every single son is just like, I want to be my, yeah. be like my dad. Yeah. I want to do this. I want to do like that, like him. And I didn't want to do. You're like, not I did me. I not want to do anything like that. <laughs> not anything and you're furthest really, from. Because you, I raised my kids totally different. And I was in a different lifestyle. Right. It was a different mindset. I wasn't involved in You probably in drugs didn't have anything in common anything. with him. Nothing. Right? Yeah. Uh, he didn't teach me how to do anything. Like, yeah. Uh, well, except for throw a football. But I mean, <laughs> other than that, I mean, you know, the things. He never taught me how to shave. He never taught me how to mow a lawn he never taught me how to change the tire never taught me how to change the oil or anything like that i got that from my stepdad so that's where i found my father figure from was my stepdad and you've always had a good relationship with your mom yes right you guys have always been really close right okay it's it's changed whenever i did come out really um it changed a lot however it's now back to where it was oh that's good um she just had to deal with it. She had to come around yeah. on her time and yeah. her doing. And I wasn't going to push. I wasn't going to sit there and try to push the bubble or anything like that. Right. I want people to accept for me for who I am. And, and I want time them heals, right? There, I mean, in their time. Time, you when know. It does heal all wounds. When you're going through it, it seems like it's forever, right? It, and it, I felt it, like it was ancient. I felt yeah. like it was just like my life was just torn apart. Now necessarily with my family it really didn't matter but whenever it came to my mom yeah that was a different level different yeah and so my heart was really we were really close during the marine corps not one day did i ever go by not talking to my mom oh wow she carried me through while i was in japan she carried me through whenever i got stationed back here in the united states and everything so there was a whole time frame that she just helped me and yeah. she helped me to endure and she also helped me to take the weight off of my shoulders from being away from growing and maturing and becoming the man who who I am today and yeah. then there was that time frame to where she had to accept it and actually yeah. wrap her mind around right. her son being a different yeah way than her other son right <laughs> <laughs> and there were nobody was in our family that was gay nobody that me, they knew of well, no. No. We don't have anybody no. in our family. And we've gone through our family nature and everything like that. She did have a sister. She has a full-blooded sister that she wasn't really in good contact with. Because uh-huh. she was separated and she was adopted. Oh. At, maybe whenever she was four years old. Oh, wow. She has an older sister, a real sister, blood sister, that she come to knew whenever I was in the Marine Corps. 
Oh my gosh. And so that's whenever she found out that her sister was a lesbian. Really? She had been living with her lover for like about maybe 25 years before that. Wow. Nobody knew. So they, whenever she her found roommate, out, right? yeah, her that's roommate. what her all, they always called her. <laughs> my aunt. And it was just like, no, it's just a great this friend. Roommate. It's her roommate. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I had yeah. no contact with my aunt Linda or anything like that. Wow. And I've never talked to her this day. That's incredible. Or anything like that. So my mom had that, but nothing on my dad's side and nothing really, Mm-mm. anything else on my mom's side. Yeah, yeah. So my sister... She's the one that came out to me and told me that she was bisexual. Okay. And then after that, I told her on the phone that same conversation that I, I got something to tell you. Yeah. And she was... Wow. She accepted. I mean, we are the black sheep of the family. <laughs> I have to say, let me say that correctly. We are the black redheaded sheep of the family. <laughs> is your sister redhead? <laughs> yeah. She is a, a dark strawberry... Oh, okay. Uh, well, the auburn. The auburn. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but that's what her and I really connected, and she's been my life line wow. the whole entire time. That's I mean, awesome. It well, was thank just, God you had her, right? Right. I mean, otherwise, really? I didn't have anybody else to talk to. Right. And right. I had no clue what to do, what to say, or anything. Yeah. Um, like I said, I was always trying to fight it as a kid because during our lifestyle or during our growing up years, mm-hmm. we just didn't have that. We didn't have the counselors at school. Nobody talked about it. Everybody at that time frame, they always rejected you because you were yeah. gay or whatnot. Yeah. And um, so growing up was really, really hard to try because you didn't actually have somebody to talk to about it, to right. open up to and right. ask questions and you know, the exposure wasn't there. Nothing. No, I mean, yeah. We didn't I mean, have that. Now we, it's totally different. Oh, and the I'm kids, so glad I that mean, there's something, yeah. everything that's in schools and stuff like that that's going on. Yeah. I think this generation that's coming up now yeah. is... is We have a little we have a little dog that needs know, to be... A, that wants to say something. <laughs> sorry. Um, I think the generation now that's coming up is, you know, they love everybody. They don't care. These kids yeah. don't care what you are, who you are. None. They don't put labels on people now they, have, they are raised that way now they have well of course but uh, do you still they have, have the text i sent you i sent you a text about what i went through to catholic church recently and you're like they're just that's just old school old man or old people or whatever it's probably on my phone <laughs> uh, so I mean, yeah there's a conversation at my catholic church with a bunch of uh people i can't say where say who but um if they're listening they know <laughs> and they were like, I was just like blown away because the identity, the identity thing came out of why, why are we talking about who, who are you? What are you? And, um, they were talking about, uh, um, gays and lesbians in high school. And one of the parents said, you're too young to understand that to freshmen. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the freshmen and I said, do y'all understand? And like, yep, we got it. Yeah. So do y'all care? Nope. We don't care. It's just and like, I'm just like, we're the older generation doesn't give kids enough credit for no. what they actually know, for right. what they actually believe, yeah. and what they actually want to do with themselves. You get so old school, you become backwards, man. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah. how many times have I heard like a sister say, "We knew our brother was gay when he was three. I, I mean, you know, 
My dad was more accepting than my mom was. And he even told me. Really? That he was just like, I knew you were special. And not that. When you were little? He was just like, I don't want you to take that the wrong way of saying that you were different. I don't want you to think that as far as you being gay or anything. But I just knew that there was something special about you that my brother and my sister didn't have at that time uh, and because I was always I was the different child yeah. I was I was the one that wanted to stay inside my brother always wanted to go outside and play so whenever he was going outside okay I would tag along yeah. you know that kind of a thing it's not yeah. like I wanted to but I had fun doing it whenever I was <laughs> playing football with them and everything like that it's yeah. not something that I really wanted to do I wanted to stay inside right but right. I mean, it's not like I was going to be doing anything on the inside or anything, but <laughs> I just wanted to stay on the inside because yeah, I knew yeah. that there was something different. And every single time that I always get around people, that's whenever the problems and the issues started. We so mean, I was we, just like, I always did not want to be involved because I was different. It was just like, you're, they're going to catch me staring and yeah. then there's going to be an issue yeah. or they're just going to say, no, your brother's... You know, he's a little girly, you know, oh. and we don't want to play with him. Or, and, yeah. and that was the oh, issue okay. that was always surrounding me. So I was just like, no, I don't want to go outside. I don't want to play. I don't want to do anything. And so That's I just crazy. want to stay inside. I want to shelter myself. Yeah. I was always trying to protect myself. Which is heartbreaking. But yeah, you all, yeah, you want to protect yourself. But I was, I was whenever I was out there, it was just like totally yeah. who I was. I, yeah. It did not matter. And they didn't care. Yeah. And nobody ever brought it up. I was the one that was pushing that on myself. Your insecurities. I was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I still battle it sometime today, even. And I can't imagine you any other... Uh, like, I can't imagine you being anybody else but Adam. Does that and, make sense? And whenever I'm like, around I, people, that's whenever it's totally oh. changed. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yep, that's whenever my Adam comes on. <laughs> and it's so fun and funny. And you're so... You're just so much fun to be around you know what i mean i mean you're not a negative person at all you're always I try not to be you're always <laughs> <laughs> well you do a very good job if, if that's something you're hiding you're really <laughs> hiding it well but um you know it just is like i i know with the other girls in our boot camp class it's like if we were like going to get together to go do something it was always like we have to make sure adam goes okay <laughs> i mean that was like you were that the was, center of our entertainment yeah. attention. Like we, you, and I because we, you guys, because That's we knew like we, we would all be clicked fun. Off of each other. Yes. We always had fun whenever yes. we were around it, each other. So it, it really didn't oh, so matter. Much fun. I know we always had such like, a blast. All of our guards were totally bad. <laughs> no. And we didn't give maybe a flying of, F. No. I mean, maybe that was a little doo doo with a little alcohol or the little wine that because I mean there was Whatever. a lot of wine parties that we had and those were the best oh, I those mean were the best. Mm. god weren't those the best I'll because we up. were burning calories so we were like <laughs> we can drink because that was our we were... outlet <laughs> trust I'm just here to run the, the mixing board y'all yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we had so much fun but um but now okay I know you're now you're moving to H-Town, right. Katie. I mean, how let, is it? You know, being out in Springtown, that's where I actually got deeper. In your Before, faith? Before, it was just superficial. Like you were talking about that y'all went through classes in Catholicism and everything yeah. in order to be educated. Yeah. To know what it is to be about. Right. Um, 
not necessarily in any other denomination do you go through classes. And, and maybe I'm wrong. And if there are, you know, excluding yeah. Mormons and everything like that. Right. I, I am very open. Yeah. I am like... I really want to be a sponge about every yeah. single denomination that's out there. Everybody is, that's talking, yeah. your podcast. I loved it because I actually got to see a different side, but I got to soak up that knowledge about right. what you actually went through uh, doing classes and becoming an actual confirmed Catholic. Right, right, right. Um, it, it is fascinating what each we, religion We didn't does. have that. I didn't have that going in Pentecostal or Assemblies of God. It was something that you know about the doctrine. It's just saying that, you know, this is what we believe and we have the pamphlets and everything. So you uh -huh. read it and it's just like, okay. And yeah. you just go through the motions. That's pretty much like I was going. And that's what I was doing. I was just turning the wheels. So whenever I got into the Marine Corps, it was a different lifestyle, obviously. Right. You don't, what Marine sits there on a Sunday morning wants to go to church? Uh, <laughs> I'm out in the field. I'm shooting a gun. <laughs> I'm marching. I'm doing something. Right. I'm not, I don't have, I didn't Did have the time. Did y'all even have that option? We did have the option. Because they have to provide that, don't, yes. don't they? Yes, in boot okay. camp, yes, you have do. that option. Advanced training, you have that option. However, if you're on a two-week CACS, pretty mm -hmm. much is what they called it, is you're going out to the field and you're spending time and you're doing like these little war maneuvers and everything like that. Right. That's not an option. Okay. <laughs> you right. do get the Bible. Don't get me wrong. You could take your Bible anywhere that you go through. So okay. at nighttime, you have your own personal time and you can, ha you can have gotcha. that time. Gotcha. However, mostly everybody that was going through boot camp and going through advanced Marine Corps training and whenever you go to your MOS and everything, we, or excuse me, myself, I did not mean to say we, mm -hmm. but myself, I just didn't go to church. Okay. It was something that I knew that was out there, but however, this is a different time in my life. Right. So let me experience the Marine Corps. Let me do the Marine Corps things. Let me do what I need to do while I yeah. was serving in the Marine Corps. However, there were a couple of times that I did go to church and it was amazing while I was there because I actually got to worship with other people that were in the service, Army, Navy, Marine Corps, Air Force, Coast Guard. Wow. Really didn't matter. You know, the Army National Guard and everything like that. So. Yeah just different walks of life that I just got to soak up and be a part of. And not necessarily was it a great time. You know, I had a lot of moments while I was in the Marine Corps that were hard, that were yeah, trial, very trials and tribulations in my lifetime during the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. But it was a, a success in the long run. I had 11 honorable years that I served, but once I got out, that's whenever I started getting deeper. I wanted to find my way. And so Cathedral of Hope, open that door to me and say right. that I can actually worship and be gay because I didn't want to be right. I did not want to go to church and be judged because right I'm sorry but Christians are the worst judges on the face of the aren't earth aren't they oh god it doesn't matter who you are Christ <clears throat> didn't wasn't like that yeah and he accepted for everybody for who they were right not what you were right and he didn't define you on what you were right it says, come as you are. And that's what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to change with myself. I actually wanted to be who I was. So not until I was Cathedral of Hope did I actually open that, that door was open to me and saying, 
you can worship who you are. You're not out there raping and pillaging and all of that other stuff right. that Sodom and Gomorrah was happening back in the day and everything like that. Right. It wasn't like that. I right. was in a consensual relationship with another guy, monogamous. That was it. Right. And I wanted to have a relationship with my Lord and Savior because I was baptized. Yeah. And no, I don't need to be baptized again because that was whenever my faith turned. And that's whenever I accepted Jesus into my heart. So I don't need to be baptized again. Because no. there's nothing <laughs> right. <laughs> I was, so it was after that, after the split up and everything like that, I turned, and after we had our relationship and everything, yeah. and I met you, and I moved with a different guy, did my life turn totally to hell in a handbasket? Yeah, yeah. They always say that you find. Jesus and you find God in your worst and your darkest and of your deepest times. And whenever you're down on the floor, whenever you don't have anything left in you, you want to give up. That's where I was. I yeah. was so messed up on drugs. I was doing anything and everything except for bad, bad stuff. I was on Coke and I was doing yeah. ecstasy and I was on Adderall and I was drinking like you would not believe. Was this in Springtown? No, this is while uh, I was... In Irving. Oh, in Irving. I, after okay. I moved away from Addison, okay. whenever I was with my second boyfriend, okay. did I start getting involved into all of the other stuff. Okay. And it was whenever he left. He okay. literally, we signed our lease on May 1st. Ten days later, he packed up and left. Oh, I remember that. Did yeah. not even have any kind of clue. Didn't even yeah. know that it was coming. Didn't even know that there was something that was wrong in our relationship. He just walked out, left. Oh, Didn't want to be a part of anything. Yeah. So I was then left holding the basket and it was just empty. Yeah. That's whenever I went over to a friend's house and I had to get away because I couldn't be there. I did not want to be there. Yeah. So I went to a friend's house and I stayed there for two weeks. That's whenever the drugs started coming in. That's whenever I had a different. <laughs> yeah. It was altered. My mind was altered. Everything was. And whenever I got back to my apartment, the worst of worst of worst, it was like Satan was moving in and he closed right on top. He saw and his he, opportunity. he found his opportunity. He yeah. really did. The room started getting dark. Mm. And it was like about, and granted, it was three o'clock in the morning. But however, you don't see dark this dark. It was right. literally like you were in the bottom of a cave mm. and you're, you could see your breath. It was that cold. It's just like my room has never been this cold before mm. and I started shaking and I started just having violent tremors just I could not control it so I was searching I was calling everybody that I could to try to get somebody to talk to in my family but everybody was asleep I came across on his side of the nightstand on his side of the room uh, I went through the drawers and I was trying to get everything because I was I was wanting to leave but I found a bag of pills and I never knew that he kept a separate stash or anything oh like gosh. that. I thought it, he took everything. But I found these pills and I started looking them up on drugfinder.com and everything. And I, they were big time stuff. They were the mm. mind altering, the narcos, the uh, tranquilizers. Oxy. And, uh, no, he didn't have no, any oxy. oxy. It was something totally different. Wow. It, uh, diazepam and some other kind of stuff okay. and it was just like mixer upper downer upper, you just downer, didn't really yeah. have no clue so i i had them in my hand and i had a bottle of vodka in my 
other hand. That I was drinking, mm-hmm. mind you. So I, I kept it in the freezer because I wanted it really, really ice cold. Because mm-hmm. at this point, I'm drinking myself straight. But mm. that's the... It's sober. That's what I meant. Uh, <laughs> but it was just like... I. That's all I could do yeah. was just straight vodka at the time because nothing else was mixing it or nothing else was doing it. And I wanted to stay there or something. I needed to stay in that moment. And something was drawing me there. So I had the vo- bottle and I had the pills in my hand. And then my brother gave me a call. Oh, it was at man. F- I- 4.30 in the morning at this time. Yeah. And I was prolonging the inevitable. And I really wanted to. And I was one second mm. one second away from having those pills down my throat and mm. then my brother gives me a call and he's talking to I just start bawling mm. I had nothing else to do and I spit everything out in my mouth and he saved you he <laughs> literally was asking me what's going on he was just like you don't give me a call this many times and you don't give me a call what's going on I'm worried do I need to come over and I was like no don't come over don't but I need to talk to you I just need to hear your voice through my sobs and I was crying so hard Mm. and he told me he was just like you need to tell me straight up what's going on and I told him I said I want to die and he said that's not today and he's like keep talking to me I need you to talk to me keep telling me I want to know what you're going through tell me everything so I told him everything what was going on I told him my the two weeks what I was going through and what I was doing Mm. just laid it everything out there it was about 5 30 in the morning that uh my mom calls no no she walks up to the door and i, I hear oh, a knock on the door up. and i'm like who is at my door yeah and he said i think it's mom okay. you might want to go and answer the door and i said i can't i just i can't face her she's not going to be somebody that i can talk to she's mm-hmm. not going to be somebody that i can actually see at this time it's mm-hmm. just not going to happen i cannot do that to my mom yeah i can't and so i was I unlocked the door. I actually did that. You did open but it. But I did not open it. Oh. She's the one that actually had to open the door. Um, she came in. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm going to get off the line now. I just want you to know that you're in safe hands. And yeah. so he hung up with me. I dropped my phone. And all I could do was just fall into her arms. Oh. And uh, so he did asked, he call her? His wife called her. Oh, okay. And okay. she showed up. Oh, my gosh. And it was like literally, I mean, it takes only about 40, it takes 40 minutes to get from, uh, maybe 30 minutes to get from Haltom City to uh, Irving. Irving. She got there in less than 15 minutes. For so- somehow, <laughs> some way, she didn't speed. She was saying that she didn't speed. <gasps> she lied. <laughs> My mama does have a lead foot, so I think there was a little altercation on that one. But uh, she's like, "I got to get my baby." At that point, uh, she came and uh, she found what was going on, and she went into my room and she saw the alcohol and she saw the pills and she took everything and she flushed everything down the toilet. She threw away the alcohol. Mm. She asked if there were any other drugs that were in the house, and uh, she found my weed and she <laughs> threw that away. Yeah. Uh, and she packed up a bag and she told me that I'm coming home to live with her for yeah, however long that I needed in order to get away, in order to get. Church Terror Productions is brought to you by Anchor, anchor.fm. Anchor.fm, the one-stop shop to get your podcast off the ground. If you'd like to email us at churchtableproductions at gmail.com, please do so. If you have any questions for my guests or us or, or the show in general, 
churchtableproductions at gmail.com is where you can is where you can find those answers. Like us on Facebook, follow us, subscribe to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Church Table Productions is here for you. So right during that time frame, she came in, she took everything and got rid of everything. And uh, she told me that she was going to take me and we're going to be however long, just as long as I can get out of that place and get out of the lease. Then that's whenever my life started actually turning for the better. Okay. Um, Beforehand, it was always, I knew about my faith. I knew about my Christianity and I knew that I was secure. However, the fact is, is that I was, I was battling a lot of demons. I did not want to be, like I said, growing up, if that is that hard, you know, and being who I was and fighting my whole entire life, yeah. I just wanted it over with. Right, right. I just wanted to step away from life and just give, get a different perspective. Yeah. And it wasn't until that moment did I actually know where my life was headed. And it was headed straight for hell. Mm. And I had two daughters, my mom reminded me of. Yeah. And during that time frame, it's not something that you actually have in your mind at all. Everybody mm-hmm. is just closed out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so for me to even reach out to my family was really, really hard Yeah, because I didn't, I wanted to, you're always trying to save yourself. Mm-hmm. You always want that sheer moment. Like somebody's going to save me. Somebody's going to come in. Somebody's going to take me away from here. Somebody's going to rescue me. Somebody's going to come in on a, as a knight in shining armor. Right, right. You have to battle. Mm-hmm. And that's what life is Mm -hmm. not necessarily is it a battle all the way through but you are going to have trials you are going to have tribulations yeah this life isn't easy Mm -mm. nowhere is there a manual that says (laughs) that it's going to it's going to outline everything once you get to this certain point then you're going to expect this no no nothing doesn't work like that (laughs) nothing you have to figure out life by yourself and at that moment in time that's whenever i actually got a deeper relationship with God and he saved through my brother right. and I mean to tell you I hold him and my my sister-in-law to this day I know that they are my angels here on earth. Yeah. That's who I was supposed to have. For sure. But um you're always I I I was always questioning and I was still questioning at that time how can I be how can this and how am I going to be accepted and I always just wanted the acceptance. Yeah. Then whenever I got to Springtown to be with my dad, at this point, like I said, it he was 60 whenever he stopped drinking. That's whenever he came into my life. And that's where I started getting a relationship. So for these like, what, nine years or 10 Is years? Is he 69, 70? He's 70. Oh, he's 70. Okay. Yeah. So these 10 years, that's I've only had my dad in my life for that, that wow. long. Wow, wow. And six, five years ago, six years ago, I moved, no, take that back, from 2015 to now. So that's four years. Mm -hmm. Is that four? Yeah. So only four years have I lived with my dad. So that was my time frame that I actually got to be in his presence here, be with him because he has stage four cancer, stage four kidney cancer. Mm. So I didn't have... My, my boyfriend just left, walked out on me and everything. Yeah. And then I was going through this. So 
I was the only one that could go back and help my dad take care of the 10 acre ranch that he has and uh, with my stepmom and everything and mm -hmm. to help to be involved to help maintain the property maintain the animals upkeep and all of this yeah. stuff so I didn't have anything going on and that's exactly what I needed mm. to be out there to be in the yeah. pasture to be out there in the God's earth and just be surrounded by God and just cry out yeah yell scream fight a tree <laughs> trees although they don't fight back they leave scars <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. just saying. you got a big one on your knee don't you <laughs> that's a different story oh my god well, you know <laughs> yeah fight with a tree fight with a tree <laughs> fight with a chainsaw I mean what's Chain the difference right tree chainsaw one Adam zero yeah Adam didn't come out quite no. that well on that one <clears throat> <laughs> but that was where I found God in a different light. I found my spirit in a different light. I found faith in a different light. And that's where I started becoming more of a Christian. Beforehand, like it says, that you're all getting like milk and honey. Yeah. That's that's what you're getting fed on. It's just like that's all he wants. As, as a child, that's what you do. Yeah. You can't have meat whenever you're a baby. Right. You know, <laughs> so they start out slow and... But you have to progress your own self. You have to progress in in spirit. You have to progress in the word. You have to progress in faith. And you right. have to progress in God in order to be fed on meat. Right. Christianity isn't easy. Um, you're going to fight other demons. <laughs> and it's not the... It is a road less traveled. But however, it's a, it's a saving grace yeah. to... Everything that you're going through, everything that I've gone through, and it's just that church in Springtown, it's a non-denominational church, and yes, it is a cowboy church. They so cool. ride up on horses. They ride up in their big rigs and everything. Yeah. They even have horses back in their trailers because they're going to go right over to the church arena and start riding their horses. Oh, that's so, so neat. So it's just different it's yeah. out there everybody is close we all take care of each other everybody barters with eggs everybody's barters <laughs> with somebody makes their own soap wow. i have to say nita king i'm giving you a little blurb here <laughs> shout <my> out <laughs> shout out but soap queen so it's just like they they do and it's goat soap so it's just like everybody oh raises different That's so different cool. things to barter with yeah and everybody it's like a different community out there yeah and it's a different church and it's a different walk of life. But I mean to tell you, they accepted me for who I was. They knew I was gay. Yeah. They knew that uh, I did drugs and alcohol. And everybody there ha had a hard life. Yeah. And, but that's what it's about. Everybody that, what you have gone through is going to help somebody else to go through. True. Something that I've gone through with the suicide. Right. I can help somebody else that's going through the same exact way to help them, for save sure. them. For sure. Going through my daughter's death. Yeah. I can help somebody that's out there. Yeah. And that's needing a different aspect. That's knowing that a parent has gone through a loss of a child. Right. Right. Uh, and totally different. But I was able to deal with that tragedy. Yeah. And trust me, it's still, I live with it each and every single day. Oh, yeah. Uh, flesh and blood just, it's, it's different. Whenever it's your, your father, your mother, your brother and sister... It's different, oh. and, and, and it, it's different whenever you lose your child. Yeah, can't imagine. I mean, it's yeah. I I can't because put you're it into supposed words. to. Parents are supposed to die before their children. And, That's how it's supposed and not to only be. That you just have that 
attachment. Of course. They are your flesh and blood. Of course. And so now I definitely understand what Jesus was going through, what God was going through while Jesus was hanging on the cross. Yeah. Although that that's what he was supposed to do, that's what he was put on this earth to do. Right. I now understand his emotions. Yeah. And what he was going through. Maybe not on that deep of a spiritual level, heavenly level that he was in, but I definitely know how to fight that battle yeah. and know how to keep my faith. Yeah. And that's the only thing that has drug kept me on dragging on each and every single day. Yeah. And Do you still battle that addiction? Is it still a I don't no? not necessarily. Yeah. I don't have any there's nothing that I'm going to go to go back to. Yeah. Uh I don't have that kind of like a calling if you will to yeah. say that I need that. I need this. Uh oh my god, I got to find a way to get that. Okay. That is totally Yeah. Like I said, I've always wanted to be different than my dad. However, right. I did find a piece of my dad at that moment, but I didn't have the addiction. Yeah. Lingering. I didn't have the lingering addiction right, right. that most people have to battle with. And that's something that I was able to cut ties with and say that I'm done and over with. And I didn't, yeah. I haven't looked back on those moments. I haven't looked back and saying, oh, <laughs> there was that one time. No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah, that's good. Being in your deepest of deeps changes you forever. Oh, yeah. And Hidden. that was yeah. what I had to go through to be my saving grace. Mm-hmm. Hitting your rock bottom. And let me tell you, I hit hard. Yeah. But that's what saved me. And yeah. I can, but I mean, that's what I was still going through. I want to help. I want to be that person to give yeah. somebody else some encouragement to say that there is a bright light at the end of the tunnel that you're going through. Yeah. Because although that it's hard and although that it's tough, you can't appreciate what you don't know. True. And if you get it, then you're not going to be appreciative in until you go through the storm mm -hmm. and it's just you ha i yeah. don't i don't understand why you have to have so many storms in life that's an answer that's not going to come until i get to heaven true I, why does it have to be so hard but however yeah. i know the answer already yeah it's because once you get to heaven you can rejoice with all of your might with all of your heart with all of your soul and spirit yeah giving it and giving it each and every single day because that's what it's going to be like whenever we get up there. It's going to be nothing but rejoicing and it's going to be nothing but – and I'll be in the choir. <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> it's a given. Uh, yeah. that's I'll a given. be in the front taking over the lead. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I can sing better than that. Trust me. But So where do you think with this move that you're about to do, where do you think your faith is going to take you? Are you guys going to – are you going to actively look – for a new community to join? Most definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of... My stepdad has given us choices. He's already gone out there. He's lived in Houston for a while. Oh, okay. Uh, he lived in Houston, I want to say, like about maybe 15 years. Oh, wow. Or maybe 20 years. Uh, but regardless, he was down there. And so he's offered up... And he's already done some searches. And he's like, oh, hey, here's great. some couple of cowboy churches. Here's some other kind of churches. So he's already kind of done that oh, for us. Oh, that's good. So you guys can go... Once you At get least settled, you can go visit and that's what we're going to do we're still going to go out there and we're yeah. going to i'm not going to stop what i've actually been doing um my dad he started up a kind of like a theology uh college class oh wow for the church for people that wanted to get on a deeper level not bible class this is not bible study okay we have the bible study on wednesday nights okay but however he holds a comprehensive theology class okay 
And you, was it dive into history? It more, dives or? into it all. Oh wow! I mean, he's got Hebrew, Greek, and how the um, Bible, how the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, and how the New Testament was turned into Greek. However, there was Aramaic and Hebrew translations as well. So oh, it's yeah, just like yeah. I had, I didn't even have a clue. Like I thought the Bible was written all in Aramaic, <laughs> like in all one language. It was just like okay, yeah. and then from there it was translated. You right, know. right. No, I had no clue. And wow. so he just, he made it so, he, and he makes it so understanding. Yeah. It's not so difficult to where you, it's like flying over your head. Right, right, he right. He wants you to understand it. So wow. the very first class that we ever went through, we were getting, we had to get the Strong's Concordance. We had to get the Vines uh, kind of thor thesaurus. So it was just like we had to get all of these books, and we were start. It was like college books, really. Oh wow! And so going along with the oops, excuse me, it's going cool. along with the Bible. I talked with my hands, so I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, so he, we had to get all of that in order to start reading the Bible on a different level, mm. and that's where I started breaking down the scriptures. Not necessarily, I was on milk anymore. I was actually getting fed. Right. And it made me hungry for more. And I was, we were diving in deeper. And then uh, I met Brent. Wow. And uh, he, we actually kind of saved each other as well. Because not, I was so lonely. I was so, I mean, I was single and everything. But I was so searching I was searching for something. I was searching for more. And because I wasn't in a relationship or anything, yeah. That's something that I wasn't looking for. Right. I didn't want to be a part of somebody that hurt me like I was hurt before. Of course not. So I right. didn't want to put myself out there on that limb. <laughs> yeah. However, God had something else in mind. Yeah. I needed somebody to save me and he needed somebody to save him. And that's what we have come to do. And that's what we hold each other as not necessarily on that, on a angelic or spiritual level or anything like that, right. but on a physical level. Yeah. Yeah. We saved each other. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, he's gotten more involved in the word. He's gotten more involved in church than he ever has been before. Um, he had a bad experience and it led him away just because of the homosexuality thing yeah, and the gay yeah. thing. And um, he never thought that he would ever find a church again that was going to be accepting. And so I just basically asked him because I was already accepted in the church. Yeah. And I just basically asked him just to come, just come as you are, because this is what this kind of church is. Wow. And it was during our first Christmas cantata at the church that he came to and we also had like a christmas party afterwards yeah that he came and he saw a different church and it op it kind of like lifted the veil in front of his eyes in the darkness and he was just like That's so awesome fantastic and uh he's been involved in the church ever since and wow. during this whole entire time it was just like on a like i said on a different level yeah and i can't explain it at all but that's something that I definitely am going to try to look for while we're down there to still yes. meet where we are right now right, right, uh, right. in our in our spiritual walks because we don't want to break what we have right now and we don't want to turn away from that. Yeah. But also on that, I want to do something that I can actually be involved in. So I'm thinking about going back to school and 
not necessarily becoming a counselor because that's a lot of school and a lot of classes that you would have to go through. And I'm, come on now, I'm 42 years old, or I'm going oh. to be 42 years old. Oh. So it's like... You just dated yourself. <laughs> I did it. And I, I find with that, age is nothing but a number. I, however, I got the bald head to prove it. But, you know, I don't have that long of a span yeah. that kids nowadays, you know, you can, you can actually... Yeah. Just commit to eight years of school. I, I don't want to commit to eight years. I'm going to be 50 by the it's time that I get out of school. And it's like, <laughs> serious? <laughs> so I'm thinking about, you know, doing something on that side, mm -hmm. getting classes to where I can actually be, get a cert certif certification or somehow, yes. some way. Yeah. And actually doing something on that side, uh, speaking to parents about having children that they have lost or yeah. that helping veterans even oh, that's um, awesome. helping people that just need a different yeah. point of view. Yeah. And that's what I really want to do. I just really want to help people oh, because that's fantastic. I, I love people don't get, and I love talking to people and I love, and I like soaking up as much of knowledge and history that they have. Yeah. And I, I love all walks of life. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't matter to me. You could be white, yellow, purple. Yeah. Don't matter. I mean, come on. You could be the rainbow and yeah. I would still want to know, Hey, what is it like being a rainbow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, it's 2019. Come on I mean, now. Go, yeah. Come on. Get with the time. Uh, yeah. I, f I feel like me and Dan say that all the time. Well, yeah, I'm going through some of our church now. There's a lot of old school in our, in our church and, it's just the, the sooner the better they go. Be, uh, sorry to say, be blunt, but it's just like, okay, we cannot progress until you get out of the way. They're just stuck well, in the old ways, and it's yeah. not going to get any better. And poor Dan has tried new ideas, has I tried, have tried bringing so many ideas to where finally I just say, you know, I'm not going to be a part of a group no more because there's a bit of old dudes in there, and they don't understand what it is to progress. So. I'm done. And uh, the other day, I told Julia, I said, I think, I think, I think this summer I'm going to take uh, some inner thought, some deep thought, and find out where else we need to go. Yeah, because, I think we're going to start visiting other churches because I'm, and stuff. Because I just keep going through this. I've been through so much hell in my church just trying to help out, just trying mm -hmm. to change my life for the better and mm -hmm. every time i do that i'm blocked as some kind of bullshit that comes in or like yeah. no you can't do that you gotta do this I'm like why because we said so because, because we said it, so because we've always done it that way that's are, what we get all the time oh, yeah we all, always we've always done be, it that way yep. so i'm just at so? this point now it's where i'm just like <laughs> all right man i mean and and, and i teach the kids I'm I'm a, I'm a faith coach for my youth group and that's awesome. And I really love teaching, really love showing them the good stuff and and I tell them the truth of what it is. I always tell them there's a practical side and there's a spiritual side of all of it mm -hmm. in the Bible, okay? And then when I then I always tell them if you're not happy here, go find it. That's right. Get out there and go find it. Now, in the Catholic Church, that's a no-no. But for Dan, up yours, those kids need to go find what makes them happy. If that means going That's to the Baptist about. church, going out to cowboy church, going to the Episcopal church or whatever, help yourself. Freedom, right. of, freedom of religion is there for a purpose. Right. Uh, not too long ago during Christmas break, I saw this girl. She's uh, she's in my youth, one of my small groups once. And I said, how's it going? And she goes, well, I'm going to church. And she tells she's just defeated. 
And I said, okay, well, go to another church and go. You're on a college campus. Mm-hmm. There's plenty. And her mom says, yeah, but that's but the Eucharist isn't there. I'm like, that's a problem. Yeah. That is a problem. That kid is so defeated. She's calling home to talk to her mom, but can't get nowhere because her mom's like, that's not where Eucharist is. You need to go where the Eucharist is. Right. Okay. I understand the Eucharist. Believe it. I get it. I got it. But if you are so down that you just don't see it no more, you're not learning. You're not getting what you need to get. Yeah. So She's not being fed. She's not being fed. And so I just said... <laughs> And so I just like, that's your problem. There's the, there's the old school getting in a way right. of it's progressing. The blinders, what they don't see, yeah. what they don't know, that's, it's going to hurt them. And, and that's the thing. It's just yeah. like, we need people like that. So that's what exactly what I want to try to do yeah. on this, on the same kind of side. Yeah. It's just get people motivated yeah. in order to do what they need to do for themselves. If you are not finding that peace in your heart that's being filled, yeah. go find it because the only way to do it is by searching yep but just like you it's just like you have to go where god is leading you if you're not getting what you're supposed to be getting if you're not able to do the things that you need to do yeah and if that's what you've been called to do you have to go and find it yeah Yeah. and you will be accepted and you will have you will find a home a church home that will accept you yeah that's the thing it's just i did not know until i was in Springtown, did I find a church that I was accepted? But I had to go through 38 years of hard, going through that in yeah. order to find that church. So don't worry, it will be there. But God will lead you to it. If God's yeah. going to take you to it, to the storm, He's going to lead you through it. Yeah. yeah if you want to find a f- spiritual family, you will find it. Yeah. You, you just you, have to do it. It might take and 38 it's years, right? And it's hard. The yeah. walk is hard. Like, yeah. Nobody said that this life or say that Christianity is going to be easy because no. it's not. You are going to have trials. You are going to have tribulations. You are going to get messed with by Satan. Yeah. Satan is going to come in harder to you whenever you're doing the right things. Whenever you're actually doing what you're supposed to be doing, he comes in at the worst. He's yeah. going to give you another mountain that you have to climb. But by God, climb the mountain yeah. as much. And, and you probably don't even have to climb the mountain. <laughs> Have that faith of a mustard seed. Move that mountain. But you have to want to move the mountain. That's the thing. If you're so scared and you're so held back and you're so defeated, if you will, and you don't think that it's possible, well, that's the blinders that you're living in. I think you need to go to seminary, man. I think you need to go to seminary. (laughs) I think you need to join seminary and become a pastor because you got it. You have it in you. Yeah. You are really good at You're good. <laughs> preach, brother. Preach. You're good hey, preach. If I could, I could. Let me tell you. <laughs> Love it. Oh. Well. But I've just like that, I've wanted I've wanted to speak to young minds. I've wanted to speak to the youth groups and I wanted to go out there because it's just like those are the fresh minds that are going to change the world today. Yeah. And we need those fresh minds yeah. in mm-hmm. order to shine the light on whatever was kept in the darkness. Yeah. And yeah. that's all that they want to do is just like like you said. Well, we've done it that way, so why change it? Yeah. What's broke, don't fix it. Right. But it's not it's not changing anything. Mm. It's just different kind of a style. It's a different light yeah. and it's a different subject. So if And different isn't bad. No. And at I feel all. like they the the they the shy older away gen- from what they don't know. Yeah, it hurts. It's ridiculous. Like, no, we can't do that cuz we're always... not going to be able to what if? What if? What if? Well, yeah. what if we don't? <laughs> 
I always wondered what Julie oh. thought when I started going through everything and, and uh, when I come home and I'd be like oh, and defeated. What did you think when I told you stories or were you like, I know this or were you just like, I'm Oh, at sorry. our church yeah. when you're trying to, it didn't surprise me. Uh, I mean, I, and you're not the only one at our church that is our, of our generation trying to do that. Yeah. You're not the only one that's yeah. being told no. And it's frustrating when Very you frustrating. don't, you know, like, have that. Tell me no. Fine. Tell me why. Well, in that, yeah. Give me that reason. And, and all exactly. of them say, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, then what are you doing? What? Do you, why are you in position? Why are, why are you in this office? But, How did you get there? If you, if you don't have a reason why you're uneducated, well, and get out they, of my way. They don't want to go through actually trying to be doing what you're trying to do. Get it on the docket or anything yeah. like that. They don't want to put it up there because they don't want to face the backlash. Yeah. Well, if you don't want to face the backlash, then why are you our leader? Right, yeah. You're supposed to be leading us. You're supposed to be guiding us. You're our shepherd. Yeah. You're supposed to be, you know, gu- helping us, protecting us from the wolves in the sheep's clothing, you know? Yeah. But yet, if we feel like you are the wolf in the sheep's clothing, <laughs> because yeah. you're, you're holding us back. And that's the thing. It's just like, it's not saying that this is a different time. This is a different generation. And it's going to be different. No, it's just a different style. It's a different approach. And yeah. it's a different mindset. But it's all in the same regard, encompassing more of what you actually have been through. Because, the yes, the older generation, they only know of certain their own way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, our generation and Generation X, mm-hmm. before the millennials, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we have our own yeah. box. But we're actually able to open ourselves up yeah. to what the millennials are saying to what the millennials are doing, mm-hmm. what their concept, what their mindset is going to be, you know, because they are going to be the people that are going to be setting up in Senate, in Congress, and be one day be the president of the United States, mm-hmm. if that still exists. But I, <laughs> I hope that Jesus in, comes before then, but I'm just saying, not saying anything bad about millennials, but yeah. anyway... I'm just like, you know, yeah. let's help each other yeah. evolve because yeah. that's what that's yeah. That's how you become. That's that, how become you become better. Yeah. Is evolving. Yeah. You know? Jesus didn't have to, you know, save the woman at the well. He evolved because he spoke to somebody else outside of his own perception. Right, right. You know? So it's just like you have to be able to mold to what is out there. Because yeah. that's how you grow. That's how you're going to help grow somebody else. Yeah. So if you're not planting seeds. Uh, I, know. I know. You know, there's there's nothing that's going to be able to be watered. Yeah. And that's the bad part. That's the sad part. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're going to, whatever you figure out in Houston, uh, I feel like you're going to be great at whatever I'm it is. I'm still going to. <laughs> I'm I mean, still going to pursue my voice. I'm still, I, that's something that I'm yeah. not going to lose. Uh, regardless if it's music, Broadway, yeah, something that's down there, find a company, an acting group or whatnot, do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also look for a faith or life coach and yeah. do that. So, I mean, that's kind of like my mindset right now. And, uh, you know, crawl out from the little space that I'm in, even though that it's getting bigger and better and it's getting brighter. I know that there's more out there and I know that I have to uh, evolve myself because I can't just preach it. I have to look at myself and I have to live it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll do fantastic. I think. Yeah. I mean, just 
my personal opinion. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, it's definitely a very big surprise when we heard when we first met Brent, and because uh, we we've met your others before, and uh, we love Brent. We weren't impressed <laughs> at all by the others, but when we met this guy, we're like. This is the well, one. Well, the first question I ask you, <laughs> when you get married? Because <laughs> I was like, this is the guy. So, and 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 I know that people are going to be like, that's why I have breaking out. It's not the headphones, it's that stupid box. But anyways, um, people are going to be listening to the show. And I got to tell you, this is never a Catholic show. This is an open show, open mic. Uh, there's no judgment on the show. So... Um, if you have a problem with that, turn it off. Yeah, I'm, I'm, exactly. I don't care. <laughs> if, if you got a problem with it, write your congressman. All right, help yourself. <laughs> I mean, so, uh, so when I met when I met you guy when I met Brett, I was like, okay, this is the one for Adam. This is it. So it was no shock to me to hear when I because I got Brett's number. Brent's number. Sorry, man. I keep calling him Brett. So, oh, I, I'm hearing Brent. Okay, you're. Oh. Okay. Sorry. So I said, uh, I said, what's going on? He goes, well, I'm because he kept sending these prayer things out. Pray for me. I'll tell you later. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? And then finally he says, I'm going to Houston. I said, well, is that what that prayer thing was? He goes, yep. So and I was like, well, where's Adam going? He's coming with me, of course. Oh, thank God. Thank God. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Adam is, uh, my God, look at you. <laughs> I know. Here you are. You have arrived. I know. Really? And that's and exactly what my brother and my sister-in-law said. They said, for the very first time in your life, I see you happy. Yeah. And I see you more happy than you were before, but you're secure. Yeah. And you're open yeah. and you are you have your life back. You have that glow about you that yeah. was taken away. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. So, but I had to find it again. I can't appreciate something yeah. unless I go through the storm. It was just yeah. like, I, I, that still comes back to me. Yeah. Every single time, every single, everything that I do, I kind of go through that mantra. Yeah. But literally I had to go through, and I'm not saying anything bad about anybody that I was in, in a relationship with. Sure. You can it go was... ahead. Knock yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> we met them. It's fine. <laughs> We agree. Dan. <laughs> it was just the fact that, it, you know, this is who I was supposed to be with. Yeah. Yes. And you live, you got to go through well, the bad hell, ones clearly. to get to the good one. Right? Yes. You I know, mean. I, you better hope so. Cause you're freaking about move, move 240 miles down south of here, dude, away from home. So I hope, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the one. So <laughs> We've talked about it. That's a long talked. way. That's a long walk home, you know? <laughs> I have my own car. I don't oh, have to okay. worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be walking anywhere. Adam. Well. Um, but no, it's just the fact that, you know, it's something that we both have actually grown. Yeah. Together. Yeah. We've matured. We've come through everything that we've gone through. Any, his personal walk, my personal walk. There's similarities kind, you know, on yeah. most aspects. Not on, not on all. Right. But it's just like. We're both now able to take care of each other. Yeah. Where he didn't have that before, I didn't have that before. Right. And we're actually mutually in a relationship. And that's something that I never had. Even though that was consensual between the two adults or whatnot, Mm -hmm. it was not mutual. There was nobody that was actually walking with you. It was always two steps behind them or I was three steps ahead of them. You know, it was always a fight. It was always a struggle. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And going through that, it was just like, that's what was tearing me up. Yeah. That's what was separating me. And I didn't, and they were separating me from the church. Yeah. They were separating me from my own faith. They right. were stealing that light that God had put inside of me. Yeah. And this is one thing, this is the one relationship to where I know that God has actually brought us together and we are actually have a foundation. Yeah. And it's stable. That's awesome. So, I mean, beforehand, you would find me and it was just like, what are you doing? I'm just flittering from here to there. I'm just doing my Coasting. own little thing. Yeah. And never knew that I was going to actually... I was like that kite in the wind. I, I was never <laughs> going to be coming down. And so right. now I'm actually grounded. And I, I can stand on two solid feet. And yeah. somebody that has helped, not necessarily just myself, but has helped my family. And doing the same thing back to him and giving back to him where he's never had that before. Right. And coming out of a 14-year relationship to where 14 years, you're like, you have the life ahead of you, you know? By that time frame, you're already halfway, <laughs> halfway right, there. So right. keep on going. But, you know, if it's something that it's not healthy, you got to break that string. You got to break that away because yeah. you got to have your faith. You got to have something that you can stand firm on, hold firm to, grasp, and hold it dear to your heart. And that's where we both are. We're just lifting each other up on each and every single day because we've been t torn down. Yeah. We've already faced the bottom. We've already hit rock bottom. Why do we want to go back? Right. So we're each yeah. and we're helping each other out each and every single day. We're kind of like our motivators, you know, speaking yeah. life into each other instead of death. Well, I'm glad you found each other. Let me tell you. Yeah, we're, I'm we're so glad. Yeah. That's you don't know awesome. how glad I am. <laughs> I mean, in order to, and that's another thing, you know, I didn't want to be involved around people. I didn't want to because I didn't have anything to show. Yeah. But now I'm going to show him off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right, man. I love it. So quick well, so quick fire questions. Go. Favorite uh, music artist? Oh, God. That <laughs> is a... I don't know if this is quick fire or not, and I'm holding back. I have a lot. Um, Top of your head. Like, what genre? Because I have Michael W. Smith, Stephen Curtis Chapman. I love Avalon. Oh, my God, I love Avalon. But whenever we're moving out of that, uh, oh, my, point of grace, can't can't leave them out. Um, then going into to country, uh, Brad Paisley. I love Keith Urban. I like George Strait, Garth Brooks, Trisha Yearwood, Reba McIntyre, Dolly Parton. Um, I love Metallica. I like Iron Maiden. I like um, Whitesnake. Guns N' Roses. <laughs> you read uh, my mind. Uh, golly. Like, okay. to, now today, it's just like, I don't know. It's yeah, kind of like wishy-washy today. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you saying, uh, what about all the little, little Scab, little Blue, little, little <laughs> Post Malone? See, I get all that from the boys. Uh, I, like, I like Post Malone. <laughs> I love Post Malone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Guilty pleasure. Favorite place, Siri Moon of Houston. Was that was that a was that a uh, is that, that just where you found work right? That's where his work led him. Yes, that okay. was not our choice at okay. all. No, just <laughs> say we don't want to be. You were kind of about the you, your post on the traffic's horrible. Wait till summer. Oh my god, this like, does not look melt. good in humidity. Yeah, no, <laughs> come on now. I've seen you sweaty, Adam. <laughs> make Lord. sure make sure your car is tuned up, man, because it, it's going to melt. Mm. The alternator <laughs> battery will melt. Okay, oh. uh, favorite Jesus, place to live. Right, favorite place to live if you could. I would anyway. have to say in Colorado. 
Okay. Oh, it's beautiful. However, there. my time in Japan, I cannot take away. Oh. If I could, if I could actually own a piece of property in Japan, which Americans can't, but if I could, Did I know that? that's where I would. Every every military person I know that was stationed in Tokyo at some point. Uh, not Tokyo. Were you, I was were you sta- I was stationed in Okinawa. Oh, okay. Give me the island life. My my hairstylist, uh, her stepson, is is Marine, and he's right. He's there now, and they just mm. went to visit him. Um, oh. and she, I just saw her not too long ago, so I got to hear all about it. Um, but she was in culture shock, of course. She's never even been out of the United States. Oh my gosh. But I have a friend, my friend who went to, was in Annapolis and is now working for the FBI. He was stationed in Tokyo. Um, and he loved it. Mm. I mean, I still hear people talk about, it's a different, it's a different culture and it's a different way of life over there. And everybody is involved with each other. Yeah. And another thing is that they take care of their, their land. Like here, you could just throw something out the window, yeah, and you can expect to find whatnot if if they see you, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. in Japan, they know you cannot get away with it. Oh, yeah, that a, is a severe fine if you're caught littering. It's illegal to spit gum but, out. N- yes, on the sidewalks. Yeah, yeah, nobody does that. Nobody disrespects their own land Dang. over there in Japan. Nobody. That's cool. That's what yeah. I found so great. No matter where you went to, yeah. every street was clean. Wow. It might be cluttered and it might be jumbled and everybody's on the street at the same time. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people there. But it's like so clear, so yeah. clean. So yes, mm. Colorado okay. or Japan. Mm. Last question before we, before we get you out of here. When y'all getting married? <laughs> <laughs> what we have y'all talked about? Don't We've actually that, no. talked about it. Yeah? We've actually... Yeah. Are considering going down that road, and it's not considering. We are waiting for the right time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but yes, we, that is going to be coming, yes. and yes, y'all will be invited. Well, I hope so. <clears throat> awesome. I will be very upset with you if I don't get that invitation, what? even if it's just a text message. <laughs> Would I be able to sing "Amazing Grace"? God, yes. Leaving out of here. Go ahead. Oh, go for it. Yeah, let me turn my mic down. Hang on. Sing us out. I'm going to turn our mics down separate atoms. Test one? Testing, testing. One, two. Test. Can I hear you? Nope. Oh, I turned my test. mic down. Sorry. Testing, testing. One, two. There it is. Oh, there you are. Wait, wait, wait. Is that the right one? Yep. Okay. Testing, testing. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Wow. Wow. Round of applause, man. That, that was awesome. That was beautiful. Oh. 
That's the first song ever on a show, folks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Adam <laughs> have to do debut. something different. Have to do something different. <laughs> Love it. These mics are awesome. They handled it just fine. <laughs> I know. That was fantastic. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for, for thank doing you for being this. on our show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Appreciate thank you. It. Ladies and gentlemen, Church Table Productions, I'm Dan Lewis, my beautiful co-host, my wife, Julie Lewis, and our very special guest, Adam Bowden, and his partner, Brent Seymour. Thank you guys very much for coming. We'll see you you down in Houston. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye.